Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, I just wanted to tell you that I am super excited because it is that time of year again where I am getting ready to kick off the 21 day no sweets, just wet challenge. This challenge only comes around two times a year and it is my absolute favorite. It is 21 days of upping the sweat factor and dialing back on the sweets and treats. So helping you kick those cravings for good while getting you super consistent with your workouts. Every single day for 21 days, you will get new, short, I'm talking 15 minutes or less, workouts delivered to your inbox each morning. The workouts are always body weight, so you don't need any equipment, super scalable, all fitness levels are welcome here, and follow along, which means you'll be doing the workouts right along with me, and I'll be pushing you to finish strong each and every time. I hope you'll join me. The challenge starts on October 1st. You can either sign up using the link in the show notes or go directly to my website, www.fit-with-nina.com. I know it's a mouthful, but I hope to see you there. Today, I am chatting with Lori Dionisio, wife, mom, speech language pathologist, crossfitter, and mind-body blogger. So thank you for being here. Like I said earlier, when I was asking you about being a guest on the podcast, I really want people to just kind of get a feel for a day in the life of, you know, what you do for a living, what is your at home daily schedule like, and how do you make fit work for you and your life and your busy schedule and all that stuff. So if you don't mind starting off by just telling everybody a little bit about you. I am Lori. I'm a speech language pathologist. I work in a school system, so I have teacher hours. I'm married, and my husband works in Boston, which is an hour away from where we are. He gets up at four in the morning and is out of the house. So in the morning, it's me and the kids. I have two children, a 12-year-old, just turned 12-year-old, and a nine-year-old. So it's me doing the morning things, and then we go to school. And then we come home and do the night things, which now is a lot of practices and a lot of that kind of thing as we reemerge into the world of school and all that stuff. So do your kids go to the same school that you work at? Well, in the past they have. Next year, we're actually all three headed to three different schools. So that's going to add another. Every year is a little bit different. So every year we have to sort of readjust our routines and whatnot. So I... I'm in charge in the morning. I'm home with them. I'm getting them up. I'm getting them out. Only way I can survive and make time for myself is to wake up super early. And that's what I do. I wake up super early. My alarm set for 444 because uh, I like those numbers in the morning, Monday through <laughs> Friday. And even if I'm not working out in the morning, I still get up at that time because I like the routine of that. So I might just get up and stretch or get up and drink my coffee really slowly. But I love that morning time when no one else is awake. And that really sets me up for a good day, I feel like. But on the other end, that also means I'm going to bed super early. But I'm 41 and I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) So you get up super early to make also your workout routine work. Is that when you're working out is in the early morning? Most mornings, yes. I do go to CrossFit three times a week. So that's twice during the week and then once on the weekends. Okay. So those times I do that in the afternoon after school. Okay. I'm up in the morning. I work out before I'm even awake on the days I'm working out at home. And then I have time to 
journal and drink my coffee and get ready and get myself all set before I get the kids up. So it's just that time in the morning for me to have some quiet and to organize my day. But like I said, even when I'm working out in the afternoon, I get up and I stretch or I roll out or I do some yoga on YouTube. Again, because I just like the routine of getting up at the same time every morning. So with that being said, let's backtrack a little bit. Have you always been a morning person? Has it always been easy? Because I mean, 4.44. Yeah, it's early. That's early, right? (laughs) Sometimes when clients say to me, do you have early options? I'm like, what are we talking for early? Because some people think early is like seven or eight. And then there's early, early. I'm a morning person in the sense that I do like to get up early. I do like that feeling when the rest of the world is asleep and I'm awake. I like that quiet. I'm not a morning person in the way like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to anyone before 8 a.m. So I like to be awake and I like to do my things, but I'm not going to be social about it. Oh, my same. So I will say yes. Even when I was in college and I was like going to the gym because I had nothing else to do, I would try to get up early and do it which is hard when you're in college. Yeah. (laughs) Just because I like to get it out of the way. There's not really an excuse when you're doing it that early. You know, you have time to do it. You make the time. Yeah. So I'm the same way. I like to get up early because I like the quiet time of enjoying my coffee, maybe even doing a little journaling and getting thoughts out of my head. But like, I don't want anybody talking to me that early unless it's work related. (laughs) You just brought up a good point that I want to go back to. So you said even when you were in college, you tried to wake up like fairly early, you know, college hours, early college students. (laughs) Has fitness always been a part of your life? Take me back to like your exercise history. When did you start to incorporate fitness into your life? I grew up as the only girl and I have two brothers. So they always did sports. I never did sports. I was never an athlete. All my friends were athletes. I was the singer. I used to sing the national anthem at the basketball games they played. I never attempted to be an athlete. It was never anything I was interested in. And then I think when I went to college, I just had so much time during the day. So I would go to the gym and that's how it started. I had no idea what I was doing. I would get on the Stairmaster and I would get on the elliptical and I would pull down some machines and stuff. I had no idea. But from that, I developed that habit of doing it. And I am a very habitual, routine-oriented person. So once it became a routine for me, I stuck with it. And I can say that I stuck with it probably since I've been 18. And it's certainly evolved as I've gotten older and also more educated (laughs) about exercise and fitness. But it wasn't something like I was always this athletic person. I'm much more athletic now than I was when I was younger. That's so funny. I feel like, Lori, we should be like best friends. I'm not sure how we haven't met earlier because this is like me. I was not an athlete growing up and I definitely feel that same sentiment. Like I feel much more athletic now going almost 41 than I ever did as a kid. I actually wanted to play sports because all of my cousins played sports. All the boys in my family played sports and my parents were super old fashioned and were like, no. Like you'll do dance and figure skating because you're a girl. Those are two pretty athletic things, Nina. Those are, you need some athleticism to do those things. Well, you know, jazz and (laughs) when I say dance, I'm using that term pretty loosely. (laughs) I wasn't like a competitive dancer or anything like that. It's funny how like things change and you grow and you do find a little bit of inner competitiveness in you when you just start to kind of get yourself into the gym and whether it's slowly or like you've always been an athlete. So that's awesome. I like to hear that. Do you feel like 
in your life, right? You started getting into fitness when you were in college and then you said you're married and now, and you have kids who are 12 and nine at any point in your journey. Was it ever fitness is just not a priority for me right now? I struggled when I was pregnant and when my kids were super little, that's when we started sort of building up our home gym. Mm-hmm. So there was a time when I was using We Fit nice. to work out and I was using the Beachbody DVDs and that kind of thing. Yep. So I always found a way to incorporate it to some extent, but to me, and even now with everything is always different. Everything is evolving. Your life is not stagnant. Your schedule is not stagnant. So it's sort of being able to fit it in, but being flexible with it. Like if I could, I would spend seven days a week at the gym for three hours a day, but that's not feasible. And so if I can work out five days a week for a half an hour to an hour and feel like good, my body feels good, then I'm doing what I can do. And so if I have to miss a day I had planned because all of a sudden we have soccer practice or all of a sudden one of my kids are sick, like it's sort of about rolling with the punches and not letting it throw you off the wagon or into a rut. It's really about being flexible and working around what you have on your schedule. Yeah, I think that's important. I'm saying that out loud because my brain needs to hear that. Like, I'm still learning that. I'm still learning to accept that, you know? Well, I feel like everybody's fitness journey is just that, right? Like a, a journey that we keep learning from. And I think it's funny because for a long time, I used to use this phrase, consistency is key. Consistency is key. But you need to be like, flexible with your consistency. Maybe today is a CrossFit workout for you, but tomorrow is just like some morning movement in the morning. I see that you've got like super bands in the background, like maybe it's something different and that's okay, right? Like we can't put this expectation on ourselves that we're going to hit the gym five days a week, every single morning, right? Because then when you don't do that, then there's this like feeling of, I didn't do good this time, or this was a bad week. And yeah. awesome that you were able to kind of make it work when your kids were little by doing on-demand things, keeping things at home. So at what point did you feel like, all right, I'm starting to evolve with my fitness? Like you mentioned that you do CrossFit three times a week. How did you find that in your life? Like how did that become part of your routine? Like I said, we started building up our home gym. I was working out mainly at home. And then about five years ago for Valentine's Day, my husband got me a trial membership to CrossFit. And I know that sounds like people can take that many ways. But for me, I knew it was like permission. It was permission for me. Do this for you. Like he was giving me the gift. Do this for you. And my kids at the time were my daughter was three and my son was six or something. So they were still little and I work outside the home. So there was still that mom guilt, like, You have to be home when you're not at work. And him giving me that and me showing up there and being coached, like since I wasn't an athlete, I had never been coached. I'd done group fitness and stuff like that. So to that extent I had, but having someone watch you and say, okay, try this was the most humbling, but awesome experience of my life. And honestly, that's what's taken me. It's pushed my personal development and my fitness development so far out of the box because having that coach there to support you is so invaluable. So when he gave me that, I showed up to my trial classes. That's when I decided I can be out of the house three hours a week. Like that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I remember signing up and being teary eyed because the guilt was so real, but then it just became a habit. So in reality, I go two times during the week and then always on Saturday mornings and that's it. That's not too much to ask. 
<laughs> as a human being, that's not too much to ask. And so because I have a husband who's so respectful of my need to move my body and do something for me. That's awesome. That's how that happened. And it's just been consistent for the past five years. That's been my three. Sometimes if I can get a fourth time in, I will, but I don't yeah. push it because I know I can do something at home too. Right. So that actually brings up a couple of points. One, I totally hear you on that mom guilt. Quick story, and this is actually, I feel like the story always comes to my mind because it's been like a big part of my fitness journey personally, but also like as a coach. I used to work at an all-women's fitness gym in Boston as the membership director. So I would welcome new members, talk to them about their goals, like help them get situated. And I'll never forget, I have two women who I'll never forget and I remember one of them saying to me when I asked her, like, hey, you know, when was the last your best? She said, oh, God, she's like, this is going to make me teary eyed, actually, just remembering this story. She <laughs> okay, said, I, do. It's fine. I know. She said, oh, God, she's like, I don't think I've felt my best since like before kids. And mind you, I was pregnant with my first one. So I had a big belly and I was like sitting behind a desk, you know, and I said, OK, so I said, that's you know, I forget exactly what I said, but I said, how old are your littles? Big foot in mouth. She said her eyes got like all teary eyed and swelled up and was like 15 and 17. And I was like, like this woman hasn't felt good about herself in 17 years. Like that's so sad. I'm not going to cry. But like, that was so, first of all, I was pregnant, so I was super hormonal and was like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> my life is over, yeah. right? Like I'm never going to do anything fitness related again. But it was so sad for me and it was sad for her. Like she really had this moment of, oh, wow, I have not felt good about myself in like legit since before I had kids. But also I just remember feeling a soon to be parent and, you know, we started talking and you know, obviously I made her feel good about her choices getting started. But I remember thinking as moms, like we have to remember that that would probably break our kids' hearts to hear, right? Like if, if once your kids are older, you had a conversation with them and was like, I essentially gave up my whole life. I did nothing for myself your entire like being. Right. And now I feel like crap about myself. Like that would break their hearts right. to hear that. And that was something I always had to remind myself of when I was like, but I should be home instead of at the gym and getting in this 30 minute or this 45 minute workout. It's like, no, my kids would be broken hearted if they knew as adults, right? Like once they become adults that like, I felt so bad about myself and felt so guilty about taking time away from them that I didn't do something that made me feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when we as moms give ourselves that permission to do whatever it is that makes you happy, like it changes everything. It changes the way you are at home. It changes the way you are as a mother. And I just think it unlocks this door, but there's just so much stigma about giving yourself that time and the guilt. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing I wanted to come back and mention when you said like, you know, you felt like your husband was almost like giving the permission, right? Like not that you don't have it, but right. I totally get that. Did you have a conversation with him? Like a true supportive conversation about like, this is important to me. This is how this makes me feel. Because sometimes I feel like 
as moms and as women, we might get in a habit of, and I hate to say this, but like complaining and bitching, I hate to use that word, (laughs) don't get mad at me, that like we want to start working out and we want to start feeling better, but we're not truly sitting down and having a real conversation about like the importance of it. Yeah, I don't know that we ever had a conversation. I just think it was this ongoing thing because this had been a theme in our relationship. Like the Christmas before that, he had gotten me 15 pound weights and a punching bag to put, you know, because we were just building this gym. And I think for him, this was just like uh, sort of an extension of that. Yeah. And we did. We talked about like, because a lot of it is money too, like investing in yourself in that way. And we had just bought a new house and, you know, all that stuff. We had always talked about that fitness thing and, oh, look at this gym and this gym is opening and, oh, look at the cool things they're doing. Because even though we don't work out together, like it's a part of both of our lives. So I think that we shared conversations about it, but I never, that's something I've gotten better at now is like saying what I need instead of (laughs) waiting until I'm yelling at him about it, but not at the time, not at the time. Yeah. Good. I like that. One of the other things I want to talk to you about um, when I realized you worked in the school system is, and I think I had mentioned to you in the past when I've had clients who work as teachers or just like in education, some of the things they've struggled with the most is one, finding the time, right? Because you do start the day really early. So talk to us a little bit about on those days that you're going to CrossFit, I assume, is it after work? Are you like dropping your kids off somewhere and then going Or how's that work for you logistically? So logistically, it works. My kids come home on the bus and my husband's here because he's sort of on afternoon duty. Got it. (laughs) Whereas I'm on morning Okay. So he's here. I come home, I change, and then I go right to CrossFit at 430. Awesome. And even though it's not my ideal time to work out because I just do love working out in the morning, what I've realized is it doesn't matter how tired I am when I walk in, how cranky I am when I walk in, how much I just want to sit on my chair and not talk to anyone for an hour, that time I spend there is never lost. I leave that place and my whole aura is different. And so I don't have to be the cranky mom anymore, the cranky, tired mom who's been at work all day. I have a renewed energy. So it's always just good. Like, you know, there's that saying, like, you never regret a workout you did or whatever. Like, I just think that's true. I think that, you know, you get those endorphins and they really help you, even if you're so tired when you walk in the door. Yeah. So for me, it's about just making that commitment to yourself. And like you said, it doesn't have to be seven days a week. It can be three days a week. Right. But making those appointments with yourself and that commitment to yourself is what makes the difference for me. Actually, before I forget, shout out to the CrossFit gym you're talking about. I know that not everybody is going to know, but this is we're on the south coast of Massachusetts. I know there's a couple in the area. If you want to give them a shout out, feel free. I go to CrossFit Dartmouth. Justin Coelho and Jay Caldas are the co-owners there. And it's just a fabulous group of coaches and people. So funny. I actually just reached out to them because I work at home. I work out at home and I love my setup, but I was feeling like I just need to get out of the house. (laughs) You know? Understandable. I just need to get out of the house and go work out with some other people. So I had actually, I don't, I can't remember who responded to my email, but yeah, I'm going to start doing just like a once a week drop in there just to kind of get out, meet some other people in the fitness community and stuff like that. So cool. Shout out to them. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is I know a lot of teacher friends, teacher clients who work in education struggle with 
kind of some of the daily healthy habits because of like their work environment. So for example, drinking water, right? We know how important that is. And I'll always have clients who are teachers going, I cannot drink that much water because then I have to leave my classroom to go to pee all the time. <laughs> and I just can't manage that. We talked about the fitness aspect of things, but how do you fit in some of your like healthy nutritional habits with your work day? So yeah, the whole water thing is so funny and so true. I have a different kind of job. So I see kids every 30 minutes. So that's my bathroom break. Like when I bring you back to class, I'm going to go to the bathroom before I pick up my other kids. Got it. As far as that, like you just need to figure it out. Like, so if you drink a lot in the morning or a lot in the afternoon, like just figure out how it works. And I do think your body just sort of like adapts to that. So don't try to drink all 150 ounces, like the first day, like build up to it and your body will adapt. So I think people are so dramatic about that water thing. I just think with the nutrition, and this is a constant learning for me, but it's preparation is a hundred percent of my success. So Sundays are my meal prep day. And for the past, I don't know how many years I've been making Mason jar salads for lunch. So they always have chicken in them and I vary the vegetables and stuff. But I make four of them so that my lunches for the week are done. And then I have one day where I can bring leftovers or whatever. But it doesn't bother me to eat the same things. I kind of like that. You know, I like to know what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So that every day that takes a huge weight off my mind. Like I'm not thinking like, oh, God, what's for lunch today? Like it's all done. And it does take time on Sunday. But the amount of time and aggravation it saves me during the week is priceless. So I just think that meal prep is so important. So figuring out how that works for you. And that's the hardest thing about like this time of year, it's August and we're going back to school next week. I haven't meal prepped in two months. (laughs) So getting back on that wagon, getting back in that routine is so hard, but my body is ready. Like my body is ready to eat like that again, because I think I just associate being back in school and the routine and the kids with that meal prep. So it's all part of the same package for me. And so since you're up early in the morning, are you making yourself a breakfast beforehand? Yeah, I started doing this year, last year, actually, the egg muffin cups. Oh, I love those. I know. Because I don't like to eat super early because I feel like, well, for a long time I was doing intermittent fasting and then I stopped doing that. But I do like to make my eating window a little bit shorter. I don't want to eat breakfast at 6 a.m. Like I just don't. So I tend to bring my egg muffins to work and I'll eat them as I'm getting ready for my day. So that's another thing I started meal prepping. Nice. I love it. These are all such good, healthy habits. And it's funny because I feel like these are all things that I would normally try to suggest to clients, but sometimes it just feels nicer coming from someone who isn't like the coach saying, try this and try that. So that's why I wanted to do this. Like talk to other teachers, talk to people who work in different industries and figure out how do you make it work? You obviously have two young kids too, who are busy with sports and things like that. So like finding that time to fit it in and like learning tips, tricks, best practices from other people. And I think the other thing is like one thing at a time, don't try to do it all. Like this has been a learning process for me for, I ha- well, I have a 12-year-old, so I'll say 12 years. <laughs> I've been trying to figure this out. And every year it changes. And yeah. It evolves and you get better at things. So don't try to do it all at once. Pick one thing, figure that out, and then add something else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Small bite to the apple. I always say that like 
pick the thing that you're most drawn to first, right? So like if you're drawn to the fitness aspect first, then sure, find something that fits with your schedule, make it work, and then you'll be motivated to want to like tweak your diet a little bit, focus on nutrition so that you feel better. Some people are scared by the fitness part. So if like dialing in the diet and some of those habits of like meal prepping feels easier to you, then start there, right? And then, yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. And then start to think about like, all right, you know, I am starting to feel better because I'm being better to my body that maybe, you know, I like to start incorporating in some exercise and like, how do I start doing that now? Yeah. But so if you had one piece of advice, like if there's other people at your school who are like, Laurie, how do you make it work? I don't get it. (laughs) Cause I know that happens, right? It happens. It happens quite a bit. Here's what I'm going to say about that. I work with children because they listen to you. Adults don't listen to you. Um, So you can tell them, you can give them all the advice in the world, and they're just going to do whatever they want. That is so frustrating. I don't know how you do it, honestly. (laughs) So true. Um, So I think that if you approach the whole thing, and, and I mean the whole thing, like the nutrition, the fitness, the time away, the permission, approach it with kindness. There's this Mary Oliver quote, what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? Like, this is your life. This is your body. This is your day. How are you going to spend your time? This morning, I've been walking a lot, which has changed my body quite a bit. I just want to say that. So for all those people who say, I can't work out, you go for a walk. That is some kind of magic right there. But I was walking and it was this beautiful blue sky. And I was like, I am so glad I decided to go for a walk today. Like, I just think that making those little choices and looking around and seeing the impact, that's what makes the difference. So if you can meal prep and you can eat nutritious food and it makes you feel good, like relish that and be in that moment and feel that goodness because you did that for yourself. Like be kind to yourself. Like this is your body. This is your life and do whatever you can do to make it the kind of life you want. So that's what I would say. So what are your thoughts on this? Because you know, you say like you wake up at 444 and I know, I know anybody listening to this right off the bat is going to go, oh, hell no. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not waking up that early, right? (laughs) But for anyone who's listening and trying to, and they say it right off the bat, I do think that there is something super strong to be said for starting your day on a calm and like productive and happy note, right? So even if it's not for working out, like you said, some days you're not working out, but you're still getting up at that time. I truly believe that when I started backtracking from the day before, so that my morning wasn't starting off like, <gasps> hit the alarm, let's go, brush your teeth, get ready, blah, 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 making breakfast with this chaotic sense of like urgency then it's easier to choose a healthy breakfast yes. because you're not in a rush. Then you won't forget your lunch in your fridge yes. because you're not in a rush, right? Like if we can take the time, it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It doesn't have to be hours of meal prepping on Sunday. But like if we can take the time to like get to bed a little bit earlier and like set up our day, you know, for 30 minutes for the morning of, 
a little bit better so that we're not waking up in that sense of like, let's go now. Because I feel like that's what I hear a lot from clients like, well, in the morning, we're always rushing. And like, and it's like, all right. Yes. Why are we always rushing in the morning? Yes. Little things like putting your clothes out or having your lunches packed. So all you have to do is grab the lunchbox. Things like that just make it so much easier. Uh, and I do agree. I think even even when my kids wake up and they start morning off not so great, at least I've had that time before to just, again, ease into the day, right. take that time, have that quiet. And then it helps me respond better to them. Right. <laughs> Sometimes. When they're not getting their shoes on and yeah. still, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome stuff. So good to have you, Lori. I mean, I know everyone's super busy. We're still, this is August still. So this is like prime summer days. And I appreciate you taking the time to like chat with me about this stuff. I'm just hoping that like, you know, there's someone out there listening that they can relate and go, okay, that's one tip that I can do. Or like, okay, I work those same hours. I have kids around the same age range. Like I can do this too. You know, I could talk about this stuff forever. I love it. (laughs) We'll have to schedule another one. And, you know, maybe it's just on something completely different. Like maybe we just tackle the meal prepping stuff and just kind of come together with some best practices and tips on that to kind of help. But I think this whole morning routine thing could actually be a topic in and of itself. Yeah. Like, how do we get ourselves to become yeah. morning people? Not kind morning people, just awake morning people. <laughs> I'm just an awake morning person. Listen, on Sundays, I always say this, my husband knows, Sundays is my only day to sleep in. And when I say sleep in, mean, I mean like yeah. 7 o'clock. 7 a.m., yeah. yeah. <laughs> my kids are still up super early, but my husband knows that I like to stay in until 7, so he takes the kids away. But even when I'm up and I get up, like I still just want to be by myself and be quiet and just like have a cup of coffee. So I'm not like a woohoo, super energetic morning person. But like, there's something to be said, again, for starting your day with a little bit of time to prep and kind of get your thoughts together before the craziness starts. And I feel like that's a big part of realizing that you can do it, right? Because if your day starts crazy, then it's so hard to wrap your mind around like, how am I going to get these kids back in time for this? And how am I going to get to my class at 4.30? And like, you know, like, yeah, it spirals. So if you can start on a good foot, like it just, it will start to spiral in the other direction, I think. And for anyone who's listening, I just want to make a note that you don't have to wake up at 4.44. No, you don't. Lori wakes up at that time because that works for her and her family and for her work schedule. <laughs> for somebody else waking up a little earlier, it might be 7 a.m., right? Right. It might be 7 a.m. It might be 7.30. You know, if your kids get up at 8, maybe you're getting up at 7.30, 30 minutes beforehand to kind of prep, be showered, be ready, and kind of, again, just so that you're not starting your day with that chaos of everybody around you, I think is like super important for even just being able to see positivity in your day later. We're going to do a whole topic just on that. Yep. (laughs) All right, Lori, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Nina. It was nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. 
Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina, or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.